Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Gens & Associates podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Young-Aya, consultant and analyst for Gens & Associates. On this episode, I have with me our managing partner, Steve Gens, and our guest, Niels Leander, from the Danish IT company, NNIT. Niels, welcome, and thank you so much for joining our podcast episode to talk about digital strategies and regulatory organizations. You are our guest today because you've been advising many clients over the past few years on developing a regulatory or even a R&D digital strategy. Since you are a first-time guest on our podcast, would you mind just giving our listening audience a little bit of background information about yourself, um, like what's your role at NIT, and I would love to hear what your interest in this topic is. Yeah, thanks a lot, Catherine, and thanks so much for for having me here in this uh, this podcast, uh, Catherine and and Steve. I'm very excited about having a conversation about one of my favorite topics, which is digital strategy in in regulatory affairs. Um, I'm based in Copenhagen in uh, in in an IT, which is a a, a company with uh, locations across uh, across the the globe, um, and we are. Uh, Specialized in in consultancy to to life sciences and our regulatory affairs area is is one of the strategic areas that we have, uh, and this is where I um, I come from, and this is uh, the the area that that I've been uh, working to uh, to 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 transform. And there's so many exciting uh, things that uh, have developed over over the the, the many years that I worked in in the industry. So going back to uh, document management uh, systems on an enterprise level to some of the more specific submission document management systems, uh, data standardization, uh, and of course, at at all points, uh, how to drive a strategy for making the right choices within uh, within the technology space and driving that agenda of optimization and uh, improvement of the of the regulatory uh, processes that's really what r- drives me in in my work uh, together with uh, with my colleagues so Thank you for that. And you are the perfect uh, guest today for this topic. Um, Steve, you're here with us today too. So I think, you know, it'd be nice for you to follow up with a few words about how you and Niels knows one another. And, you know, we, I know we collaborate with NNIT quite a bit, so you can speak a little bit about that too, please. Okay. Thanks, Catherine. And you almost took my introduction away as far as, you know, we do have a history of collaborating with uh, NNIT from, consulting projects, but um, we do, and, and some of the reasons for this podcast, see, you know, Niels as a thought leader in this space, and, you know, certainly he helps, you know, um, on our world-class rim, you know, research too, as, you know, advisor to the uh, core research team. And uh, with our one design session we had in Copenhagen in your backyard, uh, you know, Niels, I just remember the uh, all the people that contributed um, in the Copenhagen uh, design session, we had dinner the night before, and we got talking about this topic quite a bit. So it's really nice to, uh, you know, kind of get that conversation recorded, so uh, you know other people can get a viewpoint and listen. You know, from kind of uh, you know, uh, you know, I think we have some similar perspectives and some different perspectives, but that that's where the learning is. So I'm really excited um, about today's podcast. Great. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and it's so it's so great also to get the uh, get the, the the information in your surveys because it precisely gives the agenda that that uh, that is uh, on top of mind in in the in the regulatory uh, department. So it is a key information in driving a strategy. Of of course, also how are how are others faring? What are top of mind in uh, in the industry overall? So so I really appreciate the the collaboration and the the great work that you're doing. 
Great. Thank you both. Um, and, you know, I know you mentioned the survey and we'll get to that a little bit later in the conversation because I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Um, so let me start off this conversation by asking you this, Niels, what exactly is a digital strategy and how do you encourage your clients to think about what digital means for their organization? Yeah, a digital strategy in, in, in my world is, uh, is really a planned journey. Uh, I think that there are so many digital technologies out there. Um, there's a lot of choices that needs to be taken. And, uh, and the digital strategy is really a way to get uh, your hands around those decisions uh, in order to use technology to transform the, the business. Uh, so I really would stress the word planned because uh, it, it does require a lot of prioritization and, uh, and decision making. And a strategy is precisely to capture that. Uh, it, it builds on, of course, your, your, your current situation. Uh, what is your current as-is situation with the technology? Um, but just as important or even more important is the to be uh, where you want to be out there in the, in the future. Um, uh, and, and this is really key that it, it's the business drivers, the business benefits uh, that you want to achieve. And then as you identify the gaps that you have today, um, to think in where can technology be the driver for those business gaps that you have, uh, have today. And you could say then the third step really is to, is to pinpoint those, uh, those aspects in a, in a roadmap. So, so really it is a, a planned journey going forward uh, with, uh, with decisions uh, to, uh, to make that, that journey as, as, as quickly as possible and as smooth as possible, uh, and at the same time, as, as, as uh, ambitious as possible. That, the, I like your thinking on that it's a planned journey, and maybe Steve, you wanna jump in in a minute, but when I think about some, planning something, it helps to have a, a framing, right? A sort of, some sort of uh, c components to that plan that helps people um, figure out like what they should be thinking about. So for a digital strategy, you know, are there components, um, such as, you know, the, the technology, the process, the data, the organization, you know, is there, is, are there things that people should like buckets of things that people should be thinking about when they're putting together this plan? Yeah. I think one of the, one of the drivers and, and one of the things really changing digital strategies today uh, versus, you know, just four or five years ago uh, is that technologies are developing so rapidly. Um, and it does require a different perspective uh, on, um, on what can be achieved. Uh, so uh, it, it is a, a question, of course, also of, of having experts in the technology who can tell what can these technologies do for our business and couple that with a deep business understanding in terms of, of, uh, of course, identifying what the business, uh, how the business can be uh, improved uh, and then coupling it with that information about uh, the technologies uh, and the um, capabilities that lie in, in those technologies. Some of them are much easier to go about uh, these days. Uh, they're easy to uh, get going. They're in the cloud. Uh, it could be transparency in terms of uh, some business intelligence reports and so on. And, uh, and sometimes, uh, you know, some of the things that you can do, uh, you know, just requires, you know, that a technical person and a, and a business SME really pull their chairs up together and look at it together and can, can solve it. Uh, 
but of course you can't do everything and 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 and, and, and you can't do everything and all in in at the same time so you have to make some prioritizations and uh, and 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 some choices on what are the preferred uh, technologies or what are the technologies uh, out there that can that can help you uh, drive that agenda forward yeah i was sort of thinking that you know you're sort of getting to my next question here which is technology is very important and it can be very impressive. Like you were saying that the, the speed of how technology is developing is very rapid, right? But do you think that organizations spend too much time or focus on the technology, but not enough time on the people and the process side of things to make sure that they are, you know, adopting it or understanding how to use it and really sort of making it as efficient as possible. Um, Do you see that in your work? And is there a way to, is there a better way to approach this? I would I would say yes and no because uh, the I mean there's no doubt that you cannot make a digital strategy if you if you primarily focus on the technology uh, you need to have the business drivers in there uh, you know I see it really as a cascading strategy element from the overall uh, company strategy to the R and D strategy uh, to the RA strategy to the digital strategy. It it, it, it sh- there should be close alignment between uh, those elements, but it but there's no doubt that you know as I mentioned, technologies are evolving so rapidly that sometimes you um, sometimes you may over, over overlook something in terms of what is actually possible. So it is also important that the technology is inspiring back to the business, but potentially setting up some use cases. Uh, uh, a great uh, thing to do as well is to do some proof of concepts in one of one of the areas. There's a lot of curiosity about what technology can do, uh, but sometimes you need to try certain things out as well. Um, so a digital strategy, of course, it's a planned journey, uh, but also it's also planned that you. It's also part of planning that you need to do proof of concepts. You need to try out things, and of course, also sometimes you. Uh, you 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 find a, a coup de sac and you have to to abandon a a, a certain idea and uh, and make another another choice and an update to your uh, to your strategy. That's that's part of it. But as long as you've not invested a lot, uh, then then of course it's it's fine to do those uh, innovative proof of concepts uh, and and then move forward from there. Steve, I'm going to ask you to comment on this. Um, I know, like in our survey, some are in the design sessions and, you know, even the work that we do, we sometimes find that people, our organizations do focus a little bit on more on the technology than the, than the change management part of making sure that, you know, it's successful moving forward. Any thoughts? Yeah. 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 Actually lots of thoughts. Um, Just um, I think, you know, Neil, certainly, you know, um, kind of how you've kind of described it that, First and foremost, it's about, you know, the business objectives. Um, And I think to your point, Catherine, uh, what we have seen and the reason we created the framework we did and back in March, so it's not that long ago, is there's so much focus on what we call the shiny object, which is technology. And and yes, it's evolving very quick, you know, but we're we're solving or we have business objectives. And just listening to Niels, it kind of reminded me when Greg and I did some early work before RIM was even a term back in 2013, 14, and 15, it was a period of time where people realizing 
you know, what, what RIM is of the future and how do you put your head around it? And it really was more of a business and a process discussion. And so that's why the framework uh, we have, and, and certainly we've tested it out, you know, with the seven design sessions and 44 organizations is we have the uh, thinking about it as assets. We have the assets, you know, with data governance uh, and all those different uh, things, the uh, environmental, the organizational, there's such a rich discussion about skills, skill gap, how do we up skills? And then there's the process analytics and of course technology uh, to that. So, you know, with that said, um, so I think it depends upon, you know, there, there's, um, there, there's you know, what we believe is too much focus on the, the shiny object. But as Neil's saying, you know, it's the blending, it's taking those, you know, colleagues that are more business oriented and solving the business issue and partnering up, you know, with the what's possible with IT. And I completely agree that we're in the in the age of uh, we don't really completely understand what Gen AI and other technologies can really do for us. So we're in the, the beginning of an age of experimentation. Um, you know, experiment. Some's going to work, uh, some's not. But it, it, it's about the the learning, and there's a lot of it. We're seeing a pickup of it. Um, but, you know, if we think about like, you know, to your change management point and just the, the basic conversation about upskilling and um, even in the design sessions, Catherine, I think, you know, uh, with you supporting a few of those, you know, there's that conversation, that generational conversation also about people getting closer, you know, to retirement, uh, you know, the whole generation. I think there's four or five generations now in the workplace and they have different skills with kind of the, the technology collaboration, how do we collaborate? So it's a really, really interesting time. So like going back to Neil's point, this is a planned journey, just like all the work Greg and I and Helen, some others did about the journey of RIM, you know, a decade ago, this is just, I think the new frontier on really what is digital, you know, what, what was RIM, you know, 10 years ago, what was innovation back in 2015? So obviously very passionate about this, but it's, you know, having that business orientation, the, uh, the right skills, the right people. And if you have that, you know, the technology stuff will work its, its way out and what's most valuable for your organization. Yeah, I think if I were to sort of sum up the, the answers that you guys have provided, it's just that what I'm hearing is that this is, this is a journey, right? It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's best to plan this journey, but just like any journey, there are a lot of external factors and internal factors that can really sort of impact you know, how you, you take those next steps. And it's worth investing the time and understanding how technology works, what is possible, but also understanding what your environment is like at work and what those business drivers are. And you know, so there are, a lot of, there are a lot of components to this plan journey. Um, so anyways, um, there are many benefits to a digital environment, right? So for those in regulatory annuals, what do you see as the most compelling benefits today and over the next couple of years? Yeah, a lot has to uh, do with uh, the term data. Uh, I think that, that what uh, is available in terms of uh, tools and systems now um, you know, I would I would really condense it into the term data transparency because the, the more you use systems to digitize your your entire process, the more you have the data along the whole value chain, um, and and that gives you a, a lot of opportunities uh, to to use that data and improve your business even further. So, 
we we do see uh, an, an, a lot of uh, interest in um, in in making uh, taking those uh, taking those data elements from these uh, uh, process systems and making it m- even more transparent in terms of uh, putting things in a data catalog uh, or even to um, to put the data in a data lake or, or to to make it more available and accessible uh, across the across the various uh, business areas so i think that is uh, i would say the the key benefit is to tie the organization together uh, um, through data and across business areas in a in a much better way um, the, the second thing that that comes to mind is 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 all of the improvement work within regulatory operations uh, there's a lot of uh, quick automation tools that can be applied uh, in order to lift some of the manual labor from uh, from various uh, various tasks uh, in in those regulatory operations uh, units uh, some of those automation uh, tools come from the systems just, uh, that that uh, that that data resides in other times it's automation tools that can be put on top of those uh, those systems but but for sure a lot can be done in order to uh, to lift the uh, the burden from uh, from some of the manual work and especially in the in the life cycle management of uh, of submissions where there is a lot of uh, a lot of, of work and a lot of uh, also repetitive uh, work in terms of getting uh, getting renewals and uh, and 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 those kinds of submissions uh, ready um of course um I'm very eager uh, as well to to see what can come out of uh, generative uh, AI uh, that Steve also mentioned, uh, because for a long time the one of the key elements in in talking about digital strategies moving away from moving away from documents into into data. Uh, we we are not at the point, of course, where we can uh, we we can live without uh, documents. They still need to be written. They still need to be submitted. Um, but of course, generative AI is giving these giving the sense that uh, that we may get some help in writing those documents, and it also lives on on some of the technologies that has been around for for some years with structured content, and taking that also to the next level of uh, of getting more and more uh, automation and uh, and and potentially artificial intelligence into the the creation of uh, of documents. Uh, in in parallel with all of the initiatives as well that are looking at reducing the number of documents and 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 asking companies rather to submit uh, uh, data uh, directly to 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 regu- uh, regulators. Um, so so I think uh, as as Steve that we're just at the opening of, of this topic, uh, and of course there are a number of of elements that we need to uh, need to to monitor, um, but it's not. At the it it is at the point where uh, some of the first use cases have shown their effect and their value. Um, so in my world, it's it's a question of building the right platform, also a platform that is you know lives up to all of the compliance requirements because you cannot just take a chat GPT and uh, and and use. Um, you need to shield, uh, of course, the information that is business critical uh, and uh, GDPR critical, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, so I, here I would really recommend looking into building your own platform on uh, with the components of those things that have come from uh, from the tech giants, uh, but in your own shielded uh, environment, um, and then create business cases on top of that. Uh, I think that's a very interesting 
perspective and and also precisely driving that agenda of of aligning between data and documents and getting insights from documents asking questions to the documents uh, which is a key thing because you want to reuse the insights uh, there's a lot of companies also where new people are coming into the company or they're acquiring new companies and uh, and and having those insights uh, present is a is a big challenge today because it's all stored in both in documents and in the heads of of individuals and lifting that uh, through technology is for sure an interesting perspective yeah these are all really good points and really good food for thought for all of us to think about, you know, I liked your comment about data transparency and, you know, I would add in like data usability, which kind of summarizes everything you just said. If Greg Brolin were here, he would say, you know, he would add, um, what is it, see the high confidence and data quality, right? Like the information, right? Trusting that Mm -hmm. data. And, you know, that's been his thing for so long. And we have not seen that a high confidence percentage in a world-class RIM studies, um, as high as we would like to see it. But I think for it to get there, um, it can't get there without, you know, or it can get there, I think, with a mature sort of digital environment that we're all, that hopefully industry is sort of moving towards. Um, but Steve, anyways, Niels, thank you so much for all, all of your thoughts on that. Um, Steve, I'm going to close it up unless you have other things that you want to talk about or say um, just to wrap things up. Yeah, let me just do a, you know, just a quick uh, wrap, um, you know, just on some of the things that Neil has talked about, because, you know, certainly since it's so much in our minds that, you know, uh, the the digital is also, and it's implied, I think, with what Niels is talking about from a global construct, because, you know, with our large affiliate study and what the, you know, the voice of the affiliate and what they need, it, it is about the consumption you know, and the data transparency and just better connectivity, you know, of, of the data, especially at the uh, the local, you know, affiliate level, you know, and it's very, very interesting times. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what's going to come out because uh, a lot of these ideas and concepts and where they're going and really the cadence of it, we're testing out in the, uh, you know, the world-class rim that's going to open up, you know, in the beginning of next year or so. Uh, it's definitely exciting times. So um, uh, that that's all from here, Catherine. Great, thank you so much, Steve. Um, and again, you know, thank you, Niels, for joining us today. Um, I hope you come back and talk to us some more about this. Um, for our listeners, you know, since we are closing in at the end of 2023, I just really want to express my appreciation to our listeners for tuning into our podcasts. Um, I hope everybody has a really lovely week you know, happy holidays, happy new years. Thank you all for listening until next year. Cheers.